0: Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. Brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. Joining you... Fresh off of a UFC on ABC, Ortega, Yair Rodriguez, did not exactly uh, end in the most dramatic of fashions, depending on what you call drama. We will get into the whole card. We will talk about this weekend's card, UFC London, Curtis Blades, underdog against Tom Aspinall. We will get into all the bets, props, stuff you should, you know, how how do you want to make money? How are you going to invest this money? uh what cryptos to buy we may get into that at the end of the podcast but first we are here to talk about ufc and the mma world ty how are you feeling this afternoon on a hot in the northeast friday july 22nd
1: it's hot down here it's i don't feel like leaving the house i probably might not leave the house probably might not um feeling good i honestly kind of can't wait for this london car i know it's, it's it's a weird it's very weird but i think it's gonna be pretty good it's very. It's a lot of fights.
0: A lot of fights. Uh, a lot of intriguing fights, and I think a lot of different. Uh, you know me. I love my inside the distance props, and there's a lot of minus two fifty five and aboves uh, on this card to capitalize on and make some money, and even some you know some underdogs we might uh, you know give you give you a little opportunity to make some money on Charles Boston Strong's plus five hundred. He is not on that list. I just want to make sure I tell <laughs> you that. But first. We will get into this past weekend from Long Island, New York, one of Ty's favorite places in all of the 50 states (laughs) and the continental USA. Uh, It was home to Brian Ortega versus Yair Rodriguez. We'll quickly go through this, uh, this event. Um, This was a first round four minute fight. Uh, Not much to say other than I guess we can talk about what Yair winds (coughs) winds up winning with a uh, TKO via shoulder injury. Ortega popped his shoulder out, uh, pulling out of an arm bar. And you can argue all you want. It was just a bit, you know, whatever. You know, he made his arm pop. Like, okay, great. We, again, do not get a conclusive ending to a Yair Rodriguez sort of fight where, you know, he kind of doesn't get his opportunity to put a stamp on a, a victory and, and get a clean, clean victory where he can say now, the look, now it's time for me to fight for the title. This yeah. fight, you know, uh, he looked good on the feet. He looked good for a bit, large portions of this, you know, first round. Uh, he was landing shots. Ortega seemingly had no respect for his power whatsoever. Was just walking forward and and eating shots. Um, from what I gathered in only four minutes, and this is kind of we're just speaking in hypotheticals because unfortunately we're forced to speak that way uh, on a fight when a fight goes down like this. I thought Ortega was eventually going to get the best of him from what what the four minutes that I, I saw that that grappling and that just uh, you know sort of uh, relentless pursuit of the grappling exchanges would have eventually won over, I feel like. And Yair showed that he had, you know, he had uh, some some tricks up his sleeve ready to go in the event that he was taken down. But, I don't know, it just... You really can't even say that with, uh, I I don't even know, like, belief, that much belief or just passion because, who knows, it could have gone either way. There was still so much fight left to be fought and I just feel like we we were kind of robbed of a really good potential fight of the year candidate
1: yeah that'd be so typical a year to get a title shot <clears throat> coming off of a tko via injury um just kind of how his career's gone he's he's gotten very lucky in his career i'll say that um a lot of people love him this will just add to his long list of tkos long highly real finishes um i think he should fight josh emmett for the contender spot but that's just me
0: that's what um, I think should put, happen as well.
1: Put Ortega against, like, Arnold Allen. You know, have that. Uh, honestly, Ortega's had a fucked up shoulder for a while now. I don't know. And it's his right shoulder. Well, you know, it's his pa- power think, arm. Think
0: about it, though, Ty. I mean, how long is he going to be out with the shoulder? We don't know. You know, so oh. you run these two. Uh, have these two fight. The winner fights Volk. The loser fights Ortega. Yeah. You know, that's that's probably what I would do, ideally. I don't know what you would do with... I mean, Arnold Allen and, like, a Bryce Mitchell could see each other. That's probably... so I mean, you could definitely... Evolve. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff, I feel like, at 45 to do with all these guys that are kind of in that five and below range. You know, Cater could fight anyone. Korean Zombie could fight anyone. I mean, Giga, I believe he does have a fight race fighting the Sadiq, which is... Yeah. I, am I right? I think I think so. Uh yeah, yeah, so it's a I mean, Evalev, e, 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 like you said, needs a fight. Like, there's a lot for those guys in that area to TKZ, do. TKZ,
1: I think, still. I don't know what. Yeah,
0: I don't know anytime soon, but I mean, at some point, Holloway is going to have to make a decision either to go up or continue to just, you know, gatekeep Chill. in that division. Yeah, and just continue to beat whoever is the up and comer. So maybe he's making money
1: on Twitch. So I think he's uh, he's doing good.
0: Yeah, I mean, he definitely doesn't need it. I, for, I don't think he's needed it for quite some time, but that yeah uh, it's a shame we can't, i can't really don't want to spend too much time on a fight that ended in 41 you know 4 minutes and 11 seconds uh yeah
1: but. i thought uh you know ortega was getting hit more obviously and you know if you want to be technical yair is winning the fight sure he was winning up until that point but he also had a cut under his right eye that was kind of nasty and it did happen very it happened like 45 seconds in they said oh and he's cut and i assume they were talking about ortega and it was yair yeah
0: i was like uh, oh my
1: god ortega hit him with i think a just a left hook or a jab and it just busted him up a couple times and he would ortega as long as he didn't go out which i truly don't think it would have happened i mean one day it'll, it'll happen it'll it'll be a rough time for him but uh that wouldn't have happened he would have been able to withstand uh you know weather the storm really and then eventually he would have worn wore, wore Yair down yeah Yair would already got tired after i'm sure Two rounds, if not even before two yeah. full rounds, especially the and pace then, he was keeping, or right? if he was able absolutely. to keep that pace early in that fight. Dude has no cardio. He's going to get absolutely cooked if he fights Volkanovski right away. If he fights Josh Emmett, I think he's going to get smoked. Honestly, Josh Emmett can fight you know at a high pace for three rounds. He's done it before, even when he's injured. So yeah. um yeah, I mean, it, it, either way, it's going to be a good matchup. I think it, that the Emmett fight is kind of a good matchup for Yair, and that'll probably be five
0: I, rounds, right? If you think about it, it'll yeah, probably be for an interim title,
1: yeah. Which is, uh, we we saw Dana White. I think af- was it after this card he 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 talked about uh possibly Volk getting surgery or something, then being interned or was that last week? It might have been last. Might
0: have been last week. And even yeah, Volk yeah. saying he's waiting for the result of the fifty five. And I'm like, well, hold on a second, like.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. definitely a little bit of hold up in uh one forty five and fifty five right now. It's kind of like a so a, a it's a weird little. It's a weird little uh, time, but 155 is starting to slowly. We're seeing fights matriculate. So, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully Ortega's fine. I mean, you know, he's had – he said it after the fight. He he had uh, surgery on that shoulder twice before. So this would be a third one if he has to get it. And uh, that's that's a lot of damage due to a a shoulder. And any kind of shoulder pain, any kind of shoulder damage, my roommate has two fucked-up shoulders from baseball, and they they just give him hell, and there's really no fixing them. So, like – you know he's still young, man. Like he, it, it would just it would be unfortunate. Hopefully he's fine though.
0: Especially grappling and shit like that. I mean that's not exactly yeah. uh, relieving on your shoulders necessarily. It's just tough because yeah, like he has. You know I, I'm a big fan of Ortega's talent and just him in the octet and the way he fights. I always love guys who are just relentless, like pressure fighters. I have so much respect for that because you're just willing to walk into the fire. Willing to take all the risk and just continue to, I mean, you know, we, we love Oliveira for that same reason. Oliveira just buzzsaws through people, just walks right at you, eats shots, goes down, gets knocked down, just, okay, follow me to the ground, I'll fucking submit you. Like, it's just, it's crazy, but...
1: And on any given day, Ortega would have been the champion. Like, I, it, nobody on this earth withstands that fucking guillotine. No. Or even the armbar, nope. or the triangle, or whatever it was. The triangle? The second time, uh,
0: the, yeah. the second time was when a he triangle. was like
1: sitting on his face, triangle on him, it was yep. it, it was just insane. Like nobody, nobody withstands that, but Volk. But what are you gonna do?
0: Hey man, what are you gonna do? Uh, another person, what are you gonna do? Uh, who's zero and one now? Unfortunately, <laughs> Michelle Waterson Gomez takes her first loss <laughs> in the uh, octagon as Michelle Watterson Gomez. She gets <sighs> guillotined by Amanda Amanda Lemos, who shows that she is no joke. Because I'll be honest. Michelle Watterson, not exactly the easiest woman to finish in the, in the octagon. You would agree? Yeah, I, I mean, mean she, she can make
1: you she can make you finish fast, but she doesn't really finish. Yeah, finished. You know, I
0: mean that's definitely one way to say it. she hasn't been finished since 2017. So <laughs> it's not, you know, that's no like everyone's. You know, she's fought some of the best in the world. Marina Rodriguez yeah. wasn't able to do it. Like so, there's plenty of people who haven't been able to do it. Lemos is just kind of putting pressure on her and just forced a mistake on the ground out of. Uh, Watterson in a sort of panic uh, grappling situation. I believe, I, if I remember correctly, was Watterson like cracked a little bit? She kind of got like either set I back believe... or dropped, or not even it wasn't that bad, but it was just enough to change Ugh, like just one slight mistake, and and that's what got her guillotined.
1: I feel like somebody's 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 leg kick got caught or something like some that. Shit. It was
0: something like one slight mistake she
1: made, yeah. cost her the fight. And I think maybe maybe. Maybe, I think she caught Amanda and went for a takedown and got put in the guillotine. Okay. I think that's what happened. Yes, I think that's exactly man, what dude, happened. Speaking of a tight guillotine joke with Brian Ortega, what a fucking squeeze, Lemo's put on WaterSync. Because, like, I mean, I don't know if we talked about it last week, but, like, I don't think she's really been submitted much. And uh, Lemos, you know, she's Brazilian. I, I don't know if she's a black belt. I would assume she is. But still, that's not really been a part of her game, even though it's it's, it's something she has. It's just not what she does. She's a striker. She's a brawler. Um yeah, Rose. Rose choked her out in 2017. Like you know, Rose chokes a lot of people out. But I guess she does have a, a couple other submission losses too. So I think what was what was Amanda Lemish by submission like seven eight hundred or something like that.
0: I can get that for you. I do not insane.
1: Have I I sadly had TKO. Of course, you know why wouldn't I? Um, but yeah, I, you know, easy work. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything left for Michelle Waterson or Michelle Waterson Gomez.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's just going to keep fighting. You know, it's not like it's going to be she, that. That title is kind of out, out of the question at this point. Uh, Lemos by submission was plus eleven hundred. So crazy. That hurts. But, I, I had inside the distance because I, you know, me a little, little bit, little bit, little bit yeah, I'm a little bit, a little Yeah, smart man. But uh, but like
1: Michelle Water, she's six and six in the UFC now. Like, is she going to fight? Uh, you know, Emily Decody. Is she going to fight? Like, shout out to Emily Decody,
0: my girl. We we'll,
1: we'll yeah, uh, you know, is she going to fight Vierna Janjarova? Is she, is she going to fight Amanda Hebos like she was supposed to? I, I would hope not. She's not winning that fight either. That's what's going to happen, like,
0: dude. That's what she has to do. Right? She's at the um, lower level of this division now. And she's if there was a to,
1: 105 division, she would probably be at the top. But uh, Honestly. We, uh, at yeah, least we back still in the day, enough. now it's
0: kind of like, you know.
1: Yeah, she probably can after, after having a kid and, you know, she's getting older, but. I, I just, you know, the division's pass her by. It's happening, you know, I talk about it every week. It's happening with a lot, a lot of people in a lot of different divisions. And, you know, if she fights with Lupina Gudinia. she does not win, I don't think, you know, which is kind of sad for her. So she's probably hanging up.
0: She's number 11. And she's, you know, keeps, keeps dipping. Lamos up to number three now. And, or not, not the number three. She moved three spots up to number eight. I'm sorry. That's. There you go. That, that would be crazy if she... She no, should she be ahead of a couple yeah, of other ones. Bro. I mean, the, the, you, she's behind Tisha Torres. But I don't even want to disrespect no. Tisha Torres. Yet. And Jessica Andra just beat her. Yon uh, Nan, no. we, we both have uh, discussed our thoughts on her. But let's, uh, let's <coughs> keep it moving. Somebody who made us some money as well, the leech. Li Jiang Liang uh, absolutely decimates the king of Kung Fu and Muslim Salikov. Who... Uh, yeah, listen... Um, Thirty-eight years old. Uh, once you get to that certain level and your 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 expertise is striking, I'm gonna fade. Honestly, even no matter what, unless, unless you're fighting for the title or one of those like high high class guys, um, you know, upper level rankings of the UFC, you're the automatic fade, whether right or wrong. Just the play. It's a numbers play. And Mr. Salakov didn't didn't have uh, much after the first three minutes. I would say. And yeah. uh, the leech was able to kind of uh, find his footing, especially there in that second round. And he uh, he, he put a little bit of a heater on uh, Mister Salakov, knocked him knocked him back, knocked him down. He got up, and then he was an elbow put him into the shadow realm. So there
1: you go. <laughs> yeah, his his striking was just the difference. It was as soon as he um you know middle to the end of the second round started uh started getting his feeling in there, it, it was easy.
0: So. Big win for Mr. Jiang Liang. Uh, he, he said after the fight that it's easy to knock people out when you're not fighting Hamza Chimaev. Uh, he's right. <laughs> Very true. And uh, yeah. So that that's 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 a good that's a good win, a good cash out for him. Not for him, well, probably for him, but cash out for me as well. And uh, thank you, Mr. Leach. Uh, Matt Schnell. I think he got fifty
1: k. Everybody, got, everybody's been getting fifty k lately.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, he is one of the people who got fifty k. Uh, Matt Schnell. He also got 50K, but this is for Fight of the Night. Uh, Technical submission via a triangle choke in the second round. What a crazy, crazy second round this was. Uh, I'll let you take it away because you had the submission bet. You called it on here. Uh, I I was a little bit of a pussy and went inside the distance, but um, just give me your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I wish I got a 900 instead of 7, but... Alas, it cashes. Comeback of the year, one of the com- maybe one of the best comebacks ever. I mean, he was getting frozen. Oh, like he 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 froze like what five, six times where yes. he just like stopped and then. Mark Goddard you know, stopped it. Yeah. <laughs> thank God. Uh who was the ref in this fight? I believe Let's Jacob
0: Montolvo, if I if I remember Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Mr. Montolvo. Thank God he was just kind of like frozen as well. Because <laughs> Schnell's just getting blasted. And then, you know, eventually. He just he hit he hit Mr. Sumajiri who had a torn ACL in this fight. Crazy, off of, crazy that dudes off are another, able to
0: fight with torn ACLs.
1: Coming off of another torn ACL, so I think he's got to look after that knee of his. Whenever uh, whenever whenever they have the knee pads on, it's kind of automatic uh, kind fade. Of, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the uh, you know the OnlyFans fade, which we'll get to in this London card. Ankle um, braces
0: or knee b- knee braces are an automatic <laughs> fade, no matter what. And whatever I told you the night before, like this Friday, listen, guys, yeah. I only have so much information. If you're sitting in the living room with me and I see a dude with knee braces on, you'll see me pull my phone out immediately and just go, yeah. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Time to fade. Time to fade. Time to fade. And I had already made my decision on this one, but I just felt even better. But, hey, like you said, I mean, Matt Snell looked like Mr. Freeze in there for a couple a couple of those elbows. Yeah. And, I mean, those shots that he was just looking at the ground, the one that actually dropped him to to his back, uh, he was fighting for his goddamn life in there at a certain point, and then he was able to snap Sumajiri's head back with a straight right hand. Sumajiri throws some wild shots and a perfectly timed takedown by Matt Snell. You know, wild punches, he goes right underneath, scoops him right around the hips, takes him down, mounts him, starts to, you know... Absolutely, rain down some elbows, punches, bombs on him, and then he gets swept, and that's when the triangle comes in. And my my friends, your 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 other friend here, Ty Capone, cashes in on a was it plus seven yep. hundred submission bet here, which was huge, huge for the bankroll and huge for the podcast weekend. Cause I hit plus five fifty on a uh, inside the distance, and that was that was a turnaround of the weekend.
1: Cash, money, yeah. I mean, when he got swept, I was like, holy shit. Like, What's his name? I think was it uh, was who, – who was it that was losing his mind? Was it Paul? Or was it Anik? Maybe, uh, I, don't it was, I don't know. It was one of them, too. They were just losing their minds. It was crazy. And then after that, I was like, okay, maybe he gets ground and pound here. And then he threw up that triangle. Uh, armbar triangle? He threw it up. And, I mean, from there, you just knew. I mean, I, I wasn't sure – you know, if this dude was gonna like tap in the triangle or go, I, I, it was such a weird, sloppy mess. The round was like coming to a close, sort of. Um, what a fucking comeback, man! One of the be- one of the best comebacks of all time. Maybe not the, you know, maybe not Czech uh, Congo and uh, Pat Barry, but
0: <laughs> shout out to Pat Barry.
1: Yeah, shout out to <laughs> shout out to Mister Pat. Um, yeah, just Matthew Christopher Chanel, cash it out, baby.
0: Now, I want to say it to everyone, although Machineelle made us a lot of money this weekend, he's still on the fade list. Oh uh, the I next mean, fight, he, he's getting
1: automatic fade. Yeah,
0: you cannot get, get absolutely Your brain just keeps rebooting in the middle of the <laughs> octagon five separate times, and, not, and me not being like, "Hold that's on. That's Johnny
1: Walker. Level. Yeah,
0: dude, that's what I was. I was just like Johnny Walker's brain reboots at a uh, rapid speed, though. He it's, <laughs> you... Now listen, ladies and gentlemen. We've talked about it. If you're a big fan of this podcast, you know what we're talking about. But go up, go on your YouTube, and look up Johnny Walker getting KO'd highlights. And wait for the one fight in Jungle Fight where he turns into a zombie three separate times in the middle of the fight. It's unbelievable that he made it to the UFC. And now he's fighting Kutalaba, which is an absolute zombie fest.
1: Yeah, that's blood in the water. Blood blood in the
0: sand, sand, dude. Yeah, shout out to blood in the sand. One of the best Um, fighters in the world. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Matt Schnelli, if you give him like Manel Min- Cop next or like oh Nicolau <laughs> you know I think he's probably getting slept like Alex you know uh, Cody Garbrandt he called Nicolau
0: out for November in, uh, in MSG
1: oh man Nicolau smokes him Nicolau smoked David Dvorak like and Manel Min- Cop and Tim Elliott yep. Nicolau's good man I forget who he's dating fuck oh well but um yeah shout out to Matt Schnell.
0: Shane Burgos it's a you know a, a victory in front of the home crowd in a kind of suspect decision I would say in my in my personal opinion I thought J- Charles Jourdain done, had done enough to win the first round I thought Burgos for sure won the second round and some people gave, I mean Mike Bell gave him a ten eight in the second round which is insanity to me Fire. but uh, Jordan uh, dominates the third round uh, almost tri- triples and quadruples the strike numbers of uh, of Shane Burgos and, and kind of just put it on him there towards the end. I thought he had done enough and at the very least it should have been a 10-8 in that third round. I don't like those 10-8s given for stuff you know for that kind of stuff in the second round but like we said it's kind of just them changing the uh, the moving the goalpost. I think we talked about this on Twitter. To them just kind of changing every week what they're judging and what they're going to count like uh, or hold in high regards. Control time was one of those things that Mike Bell was holding in high regard this weekend, and that's what got Shane Burgos the victory.
1: Yeah. I I thought, see, at first watching it live, I had Burgos. But uh, on rewatch, I, I had a 29-27 Jordan, man. I thought he won the first and the third, and uh, you know, 10-8 in the third. Even if you give him a 10-8 in the sec- uh, Burgos a 10-8 in the second. Which is, I don't know how he didn't really do anything. I mean, he controlled him. He was,
0: yeah, he was he on, around, he,
1: you know, but that's really it. Um, the third round was, I mean, you know, he had him, um, across the, uh, across the cage, putting shots on him. Then, uh, Burgos shifted away and then he ch- chased him to the other side of the cage and backed him up against the cage there. Like, it was just he dominated. him. He threw like I mean, how many like like ninety? He landed almost a hundred shots. I think yeah, just a like, third round, right? To was, is like thirty. Like that's 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 pure domination, man. And he was legit. It wasn't just like he was outlanding him at distance the whole time and dominating him at distance. He, he he was backing him down. He was you know pushing pushing him to the ring to the ring. And that's a bigger, stronger guy, I would say. So uh, yeah, I don't agree with that decision at all. From from Eric Colone, Chris Lee, Mike Bell, the three. Three, uh, three refs of this fight. I don't know.
0: Yeah, the judging was not good at all.
1: Um, judges, I said refs.
0: No, yeah, yeah I, I know what you meant. Uh, Laura Murphy, Misha Tate. Here's another one that you gave out. That was a cash city uh, situation. It, it was one, one of you were all over this a couple weeks ago, and, and it, it still held true in this fight. Two thirty twenty sevens and a twenty nine twenty eight. She was dominant in in victory against Misha Tate. Her hands were better. She's physically strong and she was able to just constantly tag Misha Tate and keep her on her back foot. And Laura Murphy's not easy to take down. It's not just a simple thing to do. If you're not going to be able to seriously hurt her on the feet, then you're kind of just you're you're in for hell against lucky Laura Murphy.
1: She got two takedowns of her own. Yeah. Um Misha was throwing some shots and she was landing, but Laura Murphy's tough. She also doesn't take every single punch. That's thrown at her right on the nose and right in the right on the eye. Like every single jab that Laura Murphy threw landed right in the same exact spot. Misha Tate's nose. Her nose was fucked from the start. Her eye was fucked. She didn't move her head once. She looked so slow. I mean, just her movements. She looked she fought a 38 year old like Laura Murphy's an old 38 too. Uh, she looks like she's been around the block. She has been around the block. Uh, and not that Misha Tate hasn't, but like, you know, to look slow, like, you know, a whole weight division slower than a thirty eight year old. That's 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 bad, man. She looked really bad. I I know she had a couple moments where she was, you know, striking back the bomb elbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. That thing was what so fucking fear, loud. Dude. I put it on my Instagram story and uh somehow Lauren Murphy was just like, Yeah, you know, whatever. Like, didn't even get phased through it. So Laura Murphy's a tough motherfucker, man. She's honestly, if there was an underrated fighter list, she'd be in my top ten. I think she she gets shit on a lot. I shit on her before. I think I tweeted her before that she's a bum, Jesus. um, something like that. Listen, back in the day when she was losing her fights, maybe not. I don't know. Um, must have lost a uh,
0: nice wager on her one time. I just
1: something, something. Had to run to know. Twitter
0: to let her know. You, I want you yeah. to feel the pain that I'm feeling right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. She took she took Misha's best and gave gave her her best. So um what a performance from her. I mean, dude, her post her post fight speech was awesome. Awesome. I was fucking I was, I was fired juiced up, by up. It. I was like, you are goddamn right, Laura Murphy. Because she was not she was not wrong at all in her assessment. Like nobody wants to see her, you know. People people were <laughs> This was like a thing that was a like this was a thing. Misha Tate if she would have won this fight, which, you know, she somehow won a third won a round in this fight, which is hilarious. If this fight was any closer, I guarantee you they give it to her. Um, if she won, a, would have won this fight. She would have fought Valentina. Like, yeah. what? That's Valentina insane. would have been. She would, Valentina would have had value at like minus a hundred thousand. Like, that's in insane. But we'll never see that. Thank God. Hopefully, we never see Misha Tate fight again. She is cooked, man. If if there is one fighter in this UFC who is more fried than Alexander Gustafsson, who we will get to, it is Misha Tate.
0: Yeah, shout out to Misha Tate. Uh, it, it was a good run, but I, I not much to do. <laughs> no, nowhere to turn, nowhere to go now at this point. Uh, it might just be time to call it quits, or I really just don't know what the next move is to be honest. So, Puna Soriano, this is a guy who's got a next move now after knocking out Mister who uh who is because it's becoming an accustomed thing for him to get finished there in the octagon. Uh, Two losses in a row by finish, three in a row just overall. Uh, his only cut win watch. is against Marcus Perez. Yeah, he is on cut watch, ladies and gentlemen. He was knocked out pretty bad on Saturday night. Uh, just a good win for Puna. Cashes out the inside the distance bet. Oh, that rib sticking out. That's
1: nasty. Jesus Christ! How do you how do you fight with that,
0: uh, dude? These guys are. Ungodly tough. So uh, I, nothing and nothing every week shocks me by just the sheer will and determination that these guys show. Uh, it's it's pretty unreal. You know what else is unreal? Ty uh, Ricky Simone. Uh, Absolutely. Ricky Simone cooks Jack Shore and then submits him via arm triangle in a sort of another situation where a guy kind of just got caught in a situation where he started to panic a little bit. And you, I mean, he got hit though. He got cracked. He wasn't you know kind of got caught uh, like you know in like side control sort of and just Ricky Simone was able to cut right through him and get that arm triangle and just start to put the squeeze on him and everyone says at the gym that that's his, that's his move and he he likes that arm triangle I can't imagine what that feeling is of that squeeze so he was uh, he got Jack Shore out of there gave Jack Shore his first loss and Ricky Simone was calling for O'Malley which we know that now that that's not going to happen but Ricky Simone continuing to move his way up that's a huge huge win for him
1: yeah, it's what five in a row now. Since he dropped that that uh decision of font after he got knocked out by Faber, I had money on him to fucking smoke Faber, and he got he forty five second loss. I couldn't believe it. Unbelievable. It was like Faber's first knockout in like fifteen years. <laughs> I mean, he had to have thrown that. Honestly, there's no other really.
0: Now the, cr- uh, <laughs> the crowd was got. It was in Faber's hometown, and he just landed a nuke.
1: It was. It was just Shit the happened. most. Op- uh, it was just such a setup. It was. It was. You think Probably you deny, the dude? S- second most fake moment in sports behind the Derek <laughs> Jeter. The Derek Jeter 3,000th hit walk-off. That was the most set-up scripted bullshit ever. I mean, and this was number two. I mean, because before that, he beats, <laughs> beats Montel Jackson, beats Marab. I mean, that guy wasn't losing ever. He lost to Anderson Dos Santos on the regional scene. <laughs> like that, that was his loss, you know. This dude was smoking everybody, and then he gets overhand right from Rye Faber. That dude, that dude couldn't finish... His fucking breakfast. Get out of here. So then, you know, the font loss was fine. Um, squeezes by Ray Borg, and then after that, I mean, he's just been on a fucking tear. Smokes Rafael Sunsau with the right hook. Um, you know, it was really about his level changes, uh, his, his pressure. He was just forcing Jack Shore on, on, the, on the defense, tiring him out, just backing up the whole fight. And then when he rocked him, um, that was pretty much it. I mean, you know, Jack Shore just – he. he he was he was tired. He was he was just tired, man. It was and nobody's exempt from that first L unless your name is Khabib, Nurmagomedov or John Jones. And according to me, John Jones doesn't have any L's. So um, you know, what are you gonna do? I think Jack Shore will be back in there. You know, he's he's a stud in his own right. He just ran up against a buzzsaw. That's really what Ricky Simone is a fucking buzzsaw. He comes forward, he does a lot of movement, uh, he's very awkward, but he hits hard. Um, he, he just has a really great overall, overall game. He's still, still only 29, still getting better. Um, despite his being like a little short, got long arms, just good at everything, man. And like you said, that choke, like he, I think he did it to, uh, that my, my cousin, Gaetano, uh, Pirello, the arm triangle to him as well. Um, no joke, man. He can make some, he can make some noise. If he fights Sean O'Malley, you know, hypothetically, he, I'll, I'll favor him.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, uh, I- O'Malley's going to have to prove it against... Some, I mean, unfortunately, he's kind of... Got,
1: yeah, this is know, different.
0: Th- well, yeah, he's got... We'll get into it. We'll, we'll save our O'Malley takes for later. Uh, Bill Algio took care of business against Herbert Burns. Uh, Buffalo Bill. Went exactly how you pretty much said it would, if I remember correctly. You said that Algio was going to catch himself in some precarious situations early on in the fight.
1: Almost. But Almost. if he's
0: a- if he's able to get out of them, it's going to be his fight. And, you know, he eventually was able to make Herbert Burns you know i don't like to use the word but you can say
1: it yeah, yeah he quit yeah. um so it was weird at first i wasn't sure if he was just like <laughs> and you saw the honestly I, I i don't know i don't i don't love um i don't love that ref too much i know dominic cruz doesn't either um, um you, alcohol and cigarettes yeah i don't you know but i kind it, it was it was weird i i wasn't sure what honestly what i would have done in the moment if if algio's like all right you know it's over and you're like Kind of confused of what's going on. This guy, you're you're telling him to stand up, and he's just kind of like slowly getting there. And you know, he he just wasn't there. His knee was blown out. Yeah, uh, he was getting beat up. He was tired. Everything was fucked up. Yeah, and I don't blame I feel, the guy
0: I, for quitting. You know, let me just absolutely say that. not. You
1: know, like, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if, I, if, I, if, I quit
0: in way way less hard shit all the time.
1: So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I get a little paper cut. I'm like, I'm fucking done. I'm over it. Um, so you know, it was good, it was good to see his brother carrying him out. Uh. Yeah, good for him.
0: Not a good look, though.
1: Yeah, not a good look. Uh, but you know, he, Herbert's not just like uh, Antonina isn't Valentina. Herbert's not Gilbert. So, what are you gonna do? Um, so, good win for Bill Algia though. You know he uh, he's a tough motherfucker. That's for sure. Stayed, he stayed composed in that triangle. That's tough to do. That's really tough to do. Uh, so, I think Herbert tore his ACL one year ago. Actually, to the almost exactly, and I think he just. I don't know if he tore it again, but he definitely fucked it up. So, um, we'll see what happens with him.
0: Well, good for, good for Mr. Algio getting that victory. The king of King of Prussia. Uh, shout, just shout out K-O-P. to KOP. KOP, God. Uh, Dustin Jacoby, another cash-out situation, knocks out Daun Jung with a heat. I, I don't remember which hand it was, but it was an absolute heater. And uh, this, is, this is a quick fight, too. Uh, and get, get, got himself a quick 50K. Uh, this was an easy bet. Uh, I, yeah. I just listen. Daun Jung's good. We talk, I think we talked about it on here, but just uh, Jacoby, like Jacoby's nice. We talked about his kickboxing losing to Alex. As uh, I, can't, I can't stop saying it, like uh, Chelsona, Piera. <laughs> he dude, he won't stop. He's such an idiot. I love He's him. Such an idiot. But you know, good for uh, good for Jacoby. That was just a that was a lock city, and a lot of the people who were talking about the odds were one hundred percent right because they were just they were off. They were off on this one
1: that was what a weird movement what a weird line switch hit uh, with that straight right that's what it was. um he looked he looked out like he, he his head bounced against the floor like Kyrie dribbles the basketball you know what I mean like oh yeah and then he cut and then he kind of came to uh, Kevin McDonald's not great it was kind of an awkward stoppage but uh Don Jung you know did, Jacoby knew right away he walked away and you know he knew it was over so good for him good for us cashing that out I was against just if I, listen, if I had more money, if I was accessible to more money, I would have put more money on it. But, you know, do what you can do.
0: we got to gamble responsibly. I say that again on here. You know, yes. Don't don't be selling your car uh, unless you really have a lock. you got to really, really have a lock. Uh, Dustin Stoltzfoods, your boy, uh, the Amish god, takes care of Dwight Grant and sends him to the unemployment line where he was cut <laughs> right after this fight. Loses a 29-28 decision. Uh, I do not have much to say about this. Good for Dustin.
1: No. Good for Dustin. Um, yeah, he had a couple good slams in there. Ugly entries, man. He he needs to stop. Like he's just begging to get fucking slept when he just comes forward. Um, That's usually sure happens. He, but he did he did his thing. He also earned himself a, a fight in Paris. He will come to Paris September third. He's stepping in for uh, Mahmoud Muhammad Muradov, uh, who is fighting Abu Supyan Magomedov. Yes, Abu Supian. Mago Metoff. That's in the UFC. Mem- yes, <laughs> Abu Supian.
0: Shout out okay, to Abu she- Supian. Is that the night of the gone fight?
1: Yeah, that's the September third fight. Uh, fight card. Manyon. Manyon. Um, uh, is she even? Is she fighting Chuk again? Because it was supposed to be Chuk. Yeah, it's then it back John to Chuk. Now it's okay.
0: <laughs> very crazy.
1: <laughs> we should get all three of them in there. Um, so yeah, Stoltzfus already has another fight. You know, he's 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 making himself active. Listen, the dude's jacked. I don't know what he's doing with his hands. So uh, we'll see him in Paris. I'll see you in Paris.
0: Yeah, we'll be there live shooting. Um, uh, For my birthday, two days Prime after. Prime Minister uh, Macron or whatever his name is will be yeah. there with us. He'll, we'll have a translator to do the translation. And Emily Ducote will be there, who just got a unanimous decision victory against Jessica Penne, wishes about uh, as much of a lock as you can imagine as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen. I
0: mean, we talked about it on here. It's just this, you know, this this card we did. I, I gotta say, ladies and gentlemen, we did we did very well here. The record speaks for themselves. Uh, you know, we had uh, other than the main event, we had Lamos. we had Lee, we had you had the Matt Snell uh, submission. I think you even had Burgos.
1: Yeah, yeah, think it, I think I might have.
0: Yeah, I had Jordan, which I I can't. I'm not like if I lose a decision like that, I'm not even upset. Lauren Murphy at plus one seventy. Soriano inside the distance at plus money. Uh, I did not pick Simone. Uh, I had Algio. I had Jacoby. You you switched me over to Stolfoots, was I'm thankful for. And Ducote was a lock too. So it was just a very good night here uh, for the shoulder strikes boys. Uh, Matt Schnell and Sumajiri get the fight of the night. T- plenty of performance of the night bonuses handed out in these live events. Uh, live being uh, in front of a crowd. Amanda Lemos. Lee Jianglian, Leech, Puna Soriano, Ricky Simone, Bill Algio and Dustin Jacoby. They did not give away any crypto this weekend because it is not a pay-per-view. So <laughs> tune in next week or two weeks from now to see who wins the crypto. Uh, if that's something that you get down with. Uh, anything you want to talk about before we get into this weekend's card?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. Let's
0: fucking get right into it then. Tom Aspinall is main eventing a a fight card at the 0-2 arena at home. It's a home game for him in England against Curtis Blades, who's going on the road. What do the odds tell you, Ty? You want me to tell you? I'll tell Tell you. Tell me. Plus 120 (laughs) for Curtis Blades, minus 140, and uh, that's about as high as it gets, 148, right under 150. FanDuel plus 114 for Mr. Blades. Ty, I go to you first. Who do you have in this uh, this this fight card that has a lot of different people saying different things?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with Mr. Tom Aspinall. I think he's going to get it done in front of his people. I think he's going to surprise people. I think he might engage in the wrestling. I think he might take Curtis Blades down. Um, I've just been really impressed with him his whole career. I think he's just always been steady. I don't think he's ever really had any slip-ups. Um you know, anything can happen to heavyweight, so you never know. But you know what's funny? One time, Tom Aspinall was only minus 200 against Alan Bedell. Imagine that. that imagine, been, oh my God. Imagine a world where he, you know, him inside, you know, Tom Aspinall around one is like plus 300 or something against Alan Bedell. God, take me back to 2020. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he did something to Andre Orlovsky that people don't do. Um, what he did to Volkov, people don't do. He's just he's just a beast, man. He's 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 good at everything. I really like uh, really like his striking. Really like his, his wrestling. I think he has good cardio. I mean, he, he hasn't had to really go deep in the fights, but I haven't seen him really get tired. I know he went in the second round with Arlovsky, people thought he was going to lose that fight. But I uh, think I think he's going to end it early. I I think Blades could honestly. I see a world. I see a world where Curtis Blades hits him with like a straight right or hits him with something and drops him. But this is heavyweight, you know. Anything can happen to anybody. Um, so that's why I, I see why the line is kind of closed. I don't think I'm going to bet on this because I truly, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like betting on heavyweights, especially heavyweight main events. We've had a bad run of those, but give me Tom Aspinall. I kind of feel comfortable with it, not comfortable enough to bet on it, but I think he gets it done kind of maybe, maybe takes him down. And after that it's over. Um, but Yeah.
0: I got Tom Aspinall and, uh, I might even play around with an inside the distance. But, uh, I, yeah, you know, I would probably bet inside the distance if I'm betting Tom Aspinall. just it's such a long, long fight. Plus 100 as opposed to the minus 140. It's really not that big of a difference. So I, I, I really don't like that as much as I, you know, in theory would like to. Uh, I just – I don't trust Curtis Blades. I think Curtis Blades is good, but I don't think – I think Aspinall is better. I just think he's at that top five – Level that Blades, although he finds himself there from time to time, is not, in my opinion, one of the five best heavyweights in the UFC. Uh, I think Tom Aspinall, he's large. He will be able to hold his own. In the, I, I just think he just has to avoid getting taken down early in rounds and, and laid on his back. Because although his jiu-jitsu is good and everything, it's just when you get a, a big guy like Blades on top of you, you're setting yourself up for a really, really long night. Uh... I know that's what Blades is going to try to do. Yeah, I just like Aspinall here. just like Aspinall here. I'm not going to even go too much too much further into it. So,
1: plus round submission for Tom Aspinall. Just saying, he has a couple subs.
0: He does have a couple in the first subs. round. I I like the sub to be honest. Uh, but you know me, I don't I don't play that. I don't play that those uh, dangerous games. I Curtis you. Blades. Curtis Blades is an underdog for the first time. Since the Francis Ngannou fight in 2018, so take that for what it's worth, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he goes into this. I mean, Tom Aspinall. I, I think. It, I think it's worthy. I think it's worthy. I just think that that's. This is this is what it is, man. This is what it is. Aspinall money line. Aspinall inside the distance, not as much, but I like it. This was supposed so, to be a Darren Till showcase. This is supposed to be Darren Till's... Re- I almost said retirement party, but... Yeah, is literally. redemption tour, the beginning of it. Curtis... Chris Curtis is stepping in for him to fight Jack... Jack the Joker Hermanson. Jack is minus 115. Curtis is minus 105. Kind of right down the middle. Uh, very, very, uh, very thin margin here. Jack's the barely the favorite. I... I... I struggle with this one. I I really do like Chris Curtis's game. I, I I mean, him being able to keep Adolfo Vieira off of him has kind of worried me in the sense that Hermanson's going to have difficulty taking him down. Uh, this guy's won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight fights in a row. He's on a heater, and, and Hermanson, although good, uh. Just I I, I think so. physically is limited sometimes. Would you Would you agree,
1: Hermanson? Yeah, um, I think he's limited. I wouldn't say he's physically limited. I think if you see him, he's a physical specimen. I mean, looking at the weigh-ins, dude, he looked. Go look at the picture of him in the weigh-ins. He looks insane. It looks like a sculpted. I don't know. He's definitely. He's just limited in general. I don't even know what it is. It's kind of it's kind of a combination of. A lot of things. Definitely, he's not the. I mean, listen, he's not the strongest. He's only six foot six one, so there's definitely bigger guys in middleweight. So you you have a point there. And then he's limited. You know, he's not that quick. He's not that athletic. He's just kind of like in the middle. He's like an, uh You know, he's kind of like a utility middle infielder. Nothing wrong with him at all. I I, I actually like Chris uh, Jacker Manson. I mean, listen, we were both there in Philadelphia when we saw him run, run through um, uh, David Branch. Yeah, like a minute in. You know, uh, he, Ger- Ger- Gerald Mearshart. I mean, listen, if you can guillotine Gerald Mearshart, that's, <laughs> you know, say what you want about GM3, but that's, that's, that's something. Uh, he'll hook Kelvin Gaslum, made us money, made me money quick And that one. Uh, I thought he honestly, you know, I don't think he beat Sean Str- Strickland, but that fight was just so bad. Um, Jock Ray fight, easy win. Like, I, I kind of like the guy. I think he's, um, He's a natural 185er. Is the, is the difference here? Chris Curtis is a 170er. Uh, he's a welterweight. He's 510, maybe a big welterweight. He, he can sure he can hang around at 185, but I think he's kind of had a. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't want to say lucky. Really, a, a lucky UFC run. But he's he's won three fights. He's beaten three guys. Three good guys. Adolfo Vieira, Say what you want, but he's pretty quality. Um, bit of a fraud. But Brennan Allen bit of a fraud but he's still pretty good uh, and Phil Halls I mean you know he's getting his ass beat in that fight in that fight but he came back hit him with that counter left and knocked him out so I just I think this is the time you know I think Chris Curtis has been kind of playing with uh, playing with a loss and I think this is this is, this is the spot where he gets it I don't know if hermanson finishes him really um, I, I want to say he gets his back maybe here and there um, I mean it doesn't really take much for Jack but I think he's just going to use his strength. I think he's going to get him down, lay on him, tire him out, wear him down. I think he's going to get a decision.
0: Chris Curtis opened this fight as a plus one hundred and forty uh, underdog. Crazy. Now that is closed all the way to now minus one hundred and four. Well, you know that that range. Uh, so I'm I, to be official out there. I'm going Chris Curtis. I do just trust his ability to keep this thing standing, and I do not like Jack's hands whatsoever. So there is
1: my synopsis if it stays standing the whole time i think curtis wins i think jack has some underrated
0: no he's got good t- that's what i'm worried about like that he's going to be able to hold like i, I just in my head i, I have trouble believing he's going to be able to take him down consistently and hold him down because i think chris curtis will be able to get back up yeah that's uh but i could like you said like the path to victory for Hermanson is just to take him down and just start smothering him which we've seen him do to people so uh and and Good guys like, like Mearshart, you know, like guys who you trust they're grappling. I, I just – and Hedolfo Vieira is a good jujitsu jitsu player. He's not good at takedowns. Hermansen good at taking yeah. people down. So that, that's that's the difference here in this fight. So this is your favorite fight.
1: It is. 100% percent is. is. I've been looking forward to this one for a quite a long time. Um, the twerk nah, king.
0: I've, the monkey I've king.
1: Not, <laughs> I don't know what to think of this fight. Um, I do. Start it off.
0: Patty the Baddie's going to smoke this dude. And it is not anything to do with other than the fact that I think Patty's going to be too physically strong for him. Their yeah. skill, I think their skill level uh, on the ground is pretty similar. I think Levitt is going to force grappling situations. The thing I worry about. Well, I mean, honestly, in a lot of these fights, Patty's been hurt on the feet and has kind of had to. Grapple his way out of situations. I don't think this. I think the best way for Patty to win this fight is via the feet and to stand and be able to keep this fight at a little bit of distance, as opposed to getting into a grasp loss of grappling exchanges with Jordan Levitt because Jordan Levitt's bread and butter is that. I think Patty is a little bit more well-rounded uh, a- of a fighter as you know in comparison to a. Mr. Jordan Levitt. I just really don't want to see him twerking. That's also another <laughs> thing here uh, that I have to be honest with. I
1: would love it. I would love uh, it. I know you don't do Just like- because, the- <laughs> Just because it's, it's going to be in the O2 arena and you're going to have a bunch of Brits and they're going to be pissed. I oh, would yeah. love it that would so be much, nice. but I don't think it's going to happen.
0: Neither do I. I, I, I have um, inside the distance here.
1: I will say, though, uh, Levitt by decision is like plus 800. I mean, I don't know how you don't even talk. You know, tease a little bit of a little bit of that. I mean, his last fight, he went to, you know, he fought tooth and nail with Trey Ogden to get that decision. Um, he's I mean, listen, he's had kind of a weird fluke run, you know, Matt sales that that he threw up that inverted triangle. I think he was losing that fight. But, you know, props to him. The wep, the Matt Wyman slam. I mean, that doesn't happen that much. Matt Wyman's also a bum. Uh, that duty fought in the contender series was a bum. The duty fall in LFA was a bum. He fought a guy he fought a Johnny Walker. I don't know which one, but he fought a That's Johnny Walker. Me. Yeah, not the, but a. Uh, Claudio Puelas, I mean, he that wasn't even close, that fight. Um I I you know, I've we've seen Patty Pimbley get, get taken down. We've seen Patty Patty Pimbley get laid on and lose yeah. fights that way. Soren Bach. Uh, your boy, Ned Naramani back in the day.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Um, and we've seen him get choked out. Cameron else way back in the day, way, way back in the day. I think he had more, uh, more experience in Cameron else at the time too. So, you know, it's been a while. He's won a bunch of fights since then. Obviously, uh, he fought Julian Arosa in cage warriors, you know, I mean, who hasn't fought Julian Arosa these days? Um, but he's on a good streak, man. He hasn't really lost. He has since that. Sorenbach loss and Sorenbach's a pretty good fighter. I don't think Jordan Levitt's really the one to do it. I, I, I definitely get fading Pitt Patty, you know, one of these fights. I just, I can't see Jordan Levitt being the guy I, yeah. I you know, the, he just squeaked by Trey Ogden and maybe, maybe he didn't even win the fight. I, I can't really even remember that fight. Um, I just, I, you know, Patty would have to really bring a, a C level game. I can't see him doing that here in London. You
0: know me, man. I'm always down for a good fade when the time comes. Uh, I, I These hype trains, they can only go so far. Eventually, they're going to run into a roadblock. I just truly do not believe this is the roadblock. And, and I don't think Jordan Levitt, if he's not able to just, like you said, lay on him and, and just uh, engage in these grappling scenarios, and, and he just like has this ridiculous Habib-like top pressure, I don't see him winning the fight.
1: And I mean, yeah, standing up, I, I feel like Patty should. You know, Patty has some defensive openings, but oh yeah, I, don't I just know don't
0: if, know if Jordan. Like that's the thing. I just don't. This is more of like an anti-Jordan Levitt take more than it is yeah. a like pro Patty Pimlet take, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jordan Levitt doesn't have any finishes by like you know knockouts. He has a slam, but that's a hit. So yeah,
0: exactly. He's slim. He slammed. He the bottom of the shit out of that guy. But
1: I'll say though, if Patty doesn't do it early, man, I I I, I kind of worry. Like if it's if if it's the middle of the second round or. You know, something like that. I could see. I could see Levitt. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I can't really trust Jordan Levitt, but I, I just wouldn't be surprised if 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 Patty uh let up here. I just don't expect it to happen.
0: Uh, yeah, it definitely would not be surprised. Like I'm just nothing surprises me anymore in this shit. Uh, this is a very intriguing <laughs> fight. I, I guess you could say that Alexander Gustafson coming back to one one or I'm sorry one uh, two oh five. Correct. I believe uh, his previous yeah. fights have been in heavyweight. Yeah. Verdum was the last time he fought in 2020. That's <laughs> that's crazy. He got armbarred. It was about the most simple fight you could ever imagine. And Verdum got suspended and <laughs> went to PFL and fought right. Like yeah, yeah. It just got away from him after that. Of He's fighting Nikita Krylov, and Gustafson is a big time underdog. Around plus 170, plus 160 on some uh, some websites. I don't like. I do not like Krylov, dude. I really don't um especially he, I mean we we cashed out on that Paul Craig submission the last time he was in there. He loses to the ankle lives in the world. I mean his last wins against Johnny Walker, OSP, <laughs> Fabio Maldonado in, in uh in Global Night or Fight Nights Global 87. Uh, I I was I was at home that night.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, so I mean, listen. What do you, what do you say? <laughs>
1: Uh, Peter Quilley was the main, uh, the the main, uh, the headliner on that fight night card. So, and he got, he got it done too. Adrian, that's a pretty good card that, that was. Um, Yeah. Listen, this is just about one thing and one thing only. Alexander Gustafson is, like I said earlier, if, if there's anybody more cooked than uh, Misha Tate, it's Alexander Gustafson. Oh Um, my God. It's you know, ever since his last win against um, Glover, which was uh,
0: so you know, long
1: ago, it was also a tough one. It was a, it was a, it was a tough one. It was a war, and that was at the end of his uh, stretch. He uh, he took some time off, came back, fought John Jones, and got smoked. Uh, got smoked by Anthony Smith. Then he retired. Then he comes back, goes up the heavyweight, and gets cooked by Verdum. Then he retires again, and now he's back. He's done, man. I've, we've seen it before when people retire, especially, especially multiple times. They're done. They, 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 you know. And, and the last time he retired, he literally said, I don't have it in me to win fights anymore. I mean, what more do you need to see? What more do you need to hear? This isn't about Nikita Krylov being some killer, but he's only 30 years old. He lost to Paul Craig, but he had moments in that fight. I believe he was winning up, he just got caught in the triangle, even though it was kind of obvious. It happens to everybody. It's just, it, it it is what it is. Uh, Ankle I was a t- tough fight. I thought it, the, the Glover fight was very, very close. Um, and before that, it lost to Jan Blahovic. I mean, <laughs> Misha Sirkinov. Um OSP way back in the day. I mean, not really bad losses, I don't think. Um, I don't think he's great, but I think he's got Gus covered in all bases here. I think Gus is, he's ready to quit. As soon as he gets takes a a tough shot, he's done. He's gonna throw in the towel and he's gonna retire again. He's just he has nothing left in the gas tank, really. So um, I I could see it going to decision and being just a a, just a garbage, gross, boring kind of Krylov on top, sloppy fest. That's why I don't really want to rush to bet Krylov inside the distance. But uh, I
0: don't like any. I'm I'm not betting this fight. Yeah, I I mean, I I would would
1: absolutely put Nikita Krylov money line in a parlay. I think minus two hundred, is easy. I think he'll look like he's minus six hundred. Gustafson has nothing left in him. Man, he, he might he might win some exchanges in the first round. After that, he's cooked.
0: Yeah, I uh, I just I really am worried that we get like the like the, of course when I bet Krylov, it'll be some vintage performance where Gustafson's like head lands a bomb right hand and just gets him up against the fence and starts landing nukes like that's <laughs> – really worried craig about that Gustafson. i'm picking krylov but i'm telling you with all uh, everything in my heart do not bet this fight stay away
1: i mean listen when he fought when he fought paul craig he 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 was landing hard hard shots he got tripped and then he swept him and he got on top and he, he tried. i think he tried uh, some some submission and that's what kind of um well he just kept, that's where things he just got.
0: kept engaging in, in that guy's game that's what
1: i was but i hate also, when dudes do uh, you that. you know it should have been, I, again, this is every Paul Craig fight, but this, this, he should have had him out there early. Yeah. Um, but he settled in the half guard, and as soon as he got into it, boom, triangle. And he got instant tapped. It happens, though. Like, I, I truly, <laughs> I hate to give him a pass for it, but uh, I, I, I want to give him a pass for it. It wasn't that long ago. I, you know, Again, he's, st- he's still kind of young for all the fights he has. Uh, his fight IQ isn't great, but that's everybody at Light Heavyweight. Gus is just nothing left.
0: I'm with you. Uh, I I can't sit here and tell you like Guson would be fun to bet, but I, I just yeah I, I can imagine this fight starting and I'm going oh my god this was a mistake so uh, I'm not betting this fight at all. Uh, do not bet this fight, but Krylov in a uh, in a parlay doesn't sound that bad. You're all right about that. Molly Meatball Molly McCann, uh, doing it for Barstool Sports apparently fighting Hannah Goldie our girl friend of the podcast friend of the show Hannah 24K goalie, Goldie um coming off of a huge win against Emily Whitmire what's going on with this fight why was this fight made
1: it was made because listen we have a fighter who she you know she she yells a lot she doesn't she doesn't have it all there in the brain she's from Liverpool she probably drinks lead, or was exposed to drinking lead at one point in her life. God. Um, she might still do it for fun. I, you know, who never know. She, um, you know, she was on the verge of getting cut. She got, she lost like fifteen minutes in a row to uh, Laura Fritzen. Yeah, you might have known her as Laura Procopia. Her name is Laura Fritzen now. Uh, lost fifteen. 15? Oh, let me let me think of this. 30, 30 minutes in a row to Tyler Santos and Lara Fritzen. And then she gets Gian Kim. Then she gets Luana Carolina. I mean, she's just getting warm-up fights. Ariane Lipsky, D- Diana Belbita. These are her wins. And Priscilla Cachuera. All layups. The only tough fights she's ever had were Jillian Robertson, L. Tyler Santos, L. And somehow lost to Lara Procopio. Uh, Hannah Goldie's a layup also. I mean, I'm trying to see what this with this uh, Hannah Goldie submission line is Hannah Goldie's sub is plus 1400 I mean that's really her only path of victory she can't outstrike her I mean she doesn't even know how to I truly if you fought Hannah Goldie in the streets fist only I think you might have a chance I'm just saying um, I mean she's not gonna take Molly McCann down you know Molly McCann's gonna be all over her but I could see Molly McCann getting tired she she like I said in that Procopio fight she fucking completely just shit to bed. So, you know, Hannah Goldie's had a couple arm bars. I'm just saying, if I could find an arm bar prop, I wouldn't hate it. But I think Molly McCann should roll. The line's pretty wild. I can't lie.
0: The line is pretty wild. I like inside the distance here. If you're going to bet it, otherwise, don't, don't touch it. I don't think minus 400 is safe. And I don't like, yeah, I just don't trust Hannah Goldie. I easily, I can see Hannah Goldie somehow getting a W here, but throwing up an arm bar or doing something but I think Molly's at least enough of a vet that she won't get herself in danger in something yeah. like that if she fights with any sort of IQ whatsoever. So that that's a concern. That's a big time concern, but I I'll take it. I'll take the uh, Molly McCann. I, I'll i give, give me a flyer on that. Paul Craig.
1: Here here's a flyer. Here real quick. Sure. Real quick. I will give you Hannah Goldie submission, Jordan Levitt decision. Okay? 50 bucks. I'll get you forty five hundred. You're Lock nuts in. if you
0: throw on fifty bucks on that. That's
1: easy, easy.
0: Yeah, God, God bless everyone out there. If you if you're <laughs> if you're following that guy into into war with that <laughs> with that that fucking bet, it'll probably cash out now that I said all that. Paul Craig, yeah. <laughs> uh, getting back in there, two hundred five.
1: Speaking of the devil,
0: Volkan Uzdemir. Yeah, we did just talk about him. Who's coming off of two, three, four, five straight victories two of them being against Krylov and Jamal Hill, which is a, a win that's getting better and better by the day. Uh, well, Paul Craig, I'm sure, will be hurt at some point during this fight. Uh, he, he will definitely get dropped or something crazy will happen. I think Volkan is just not good. Now, that's mean to say. He's just not as good as I wanted him to be. Uh, that Rocket split decision seems like a, a, a thousand years ago. A- and I don't like Paul Craig either. Let me just say that. Like, uh, if this fight stays standing, I just... but I. I don't want to bet this fight. This is another one. I don't.
1: But you have to. And I'm going to pick
0: Paul Craig then, and I'm probably going to bet him submission because that's what I always do.
1: Why not? I mean, it happens every. It happens every fight. I mean, you know, the Krylov had him. And then he didn't have him. Jamal Hill had him, and he said, "You know, let me, let me chase him down." And he got his arm snapped. Same thing, Shogun. Same thing with uh, Antigulov. I mean, you know how many times do we have to see it? The problem is, eventually, it's just not going to work. You know, like it's not sustainable. Um, Mister No Time Volcom is not definitely. He's not the fighter he once was for sure. But um, he got neck cranked once, but I don't think he's really. You know, he hasn't been submitted. Other than that, um, he's tough. He's way I, I just think he's tougher than Paul Craig. Paul Craig kind of wilts. You know, you put some pressure on him. Uh, he, he gets hurt, and he kind of just goes to his back. But you you can ground and pound him. I mean, and it's definitely not what I would do. But he doesn't. He doesn't have great uh punch resistance, if you will. Paul Craig doesn't. That's why I think this is going to come to an end. I think Volkan might win a decision. I don't know if he finished him, but I think he just stays stays on the outside, doesn't really engage in Paul Craig's game, and and wins a decision here. It's closely lined for a reason, but uh, I think I trust Volkan to get it done.
0: Yeah, the concerning thing is all of Paul Craig's losses are via finish. He's been submitted once right. and knocked out three times. So, yeah, you, you know what? I'm switching. I'm rolling with you.
1: Mr. Volk, Mr. Volk, Uzdemir, no, no, time. no time. I'll be pointing
0: at my wrist to come this time. <laughs> Put it on the card. Yeah,
1: as soon as he gets triangled.
0: Volkan, Uzdemir, yeah. It's probably what's going to happen, <laughs> but like, like you said, though, I think Volkan's going to be uh, powerful enough and he'll know what Paul Craig is trying to do. Otherwise, he just has zero IQ. It's just... Yeah. I mean, Volkan, Volkan is... You know, like he hasn't really been necessarily submitted like that, right? I mean, I guess I say that, and then
1: he had a no- he, had he got rear naked choked day, by
0: Anthony Smith. So did so did um, Paul Craig though. So right, yeah, yeah. Reluctantly, give me Volkan because uh, I just have to pick something here. Uh, switched up like that. Ludwig Klein, plus three twenty against Mason Jones, who is minus three ninety four hundred in some areas. What do you like here?
1: Uh, I don't like anything. I think this is a wide line, but um I think Mason Jones gets it done. I don't know if I you know love him as a parlay piece but I think I like him. I think he just has him covered everywhere. I don't know I don't know really what um you know, what Ludovic Klein has. I mean Ludovic Klein, you know, has a pretty good high kick, has a good right, but I mean we saw him against um against my boy Devontae Smith and you know, between me and you he lost that third round. You know, he it should have been a unanimous decision, but maybe it wasn't the third round. Was it the second? Might have been the second. I think it was the second. Um, he didn't look great, you know. Like Devonte, that's, that's a that's a cooked, washed up Devonte Smith. You know, a short prime he had. Um, you know, and he 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 couldn't finish him, which is just sad. I mean, Kamal Worthy finished the Skype, you know, with one shot. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I love Ludovic Klein, and you know, before that, he lost to Nate Landwehr. he lost to Mike Trezano easily. Only good, only only good UFC wins Shane Young. So, I don't really say much. But like I said, he's got a good head kick. He has multiple, multiple head kick knockouts or head kick to ground and pound knockouts. So, Mason Jones has to watch for that when he comes in on the on the takedowns. But I think he should be able to wrestle him, you know, out-wrestle him heavy and uh, just get it done. I don't know if he finishes him. He's not, you know, Mason Jones isn't really not really a finisher. Um, But yeah, give me him by decision. I wonder what that is.
0: I am going to take... I think Mason Jones wins this fight, but if you're asking me what I'm probably gonna bet, I probably would tell you to bet Klein, just because of, just because of what the uh, the line is. I don't like that. Yeah, pretty wide. Obviously, like a low, like lower than usual uh, bet on this one. It's not like a uh, like you would bet a prop or something like that, because I think this is just kind of like a shot in the dark sort of thing. And if you don't like, I I just don't. I'm telling you, don't bet this fight. But if you're gonna bet it, I would probably bet Klein or or if you really, yeah, like Jones Jones. This or you know, uh, outside the distance, I guess is the other way to say it. But yeah, that's probably that's probably what I would bet. Other than that, I'm staying I'm staying away from this, to be honest.
1: Jones' unanimous decision is plus two twenty. It's not awful, but
0: nah, I just don't I, I don't like that. I don't like minus four hundred, especially for a guy yeah. who really doesn't have any elite UFC wins. You know, I mean David Onama, but David Onama's on on like short uh, like or, or what's
1: it called? Bantamweight.
0: Yeah, but what's it, a short notice? Jesus, yeah. couldn't think of that. And then Alan Patrick with the eye poke—that was kind of nonsense. Loses to Mike Davis, and that's it. Right. The rest of it's Cage Warriors. So, shout the Cage Warriors. Going to be a lot of Cage Warriors vets in the in the, in the uh, Octagon this weekend. Um, yes, there is Mark DeCasey. He's getting back in there against Hadzovic, Demir Hadzovic, who. I. Uh, my, my for, for computer froze. I was about to pull up that mods. Here we go. Plus 290, 285, minus 350 for Mark Casey. That's another big one, man. I don't like this yeah. at all either. <laughs> Casey should win, but it's like, how do you make money on this? You're just going to have to keep... You know you're going to play like a bunch of uh, like a parlay with all these guys, and one of these dudes is going to let you down. You just don't know who.
1: Yeah. is usually a guy who will let you down. Oh, 100%. Um, You know, he's done it before. That Dana Hooker fight, you got guillotined at the very end. He lost that close fight with Jakar Close, like that. Uh, The hack brass fight. But, I mean, his last fight against Borshev, his his wrestling looked really good. And I I have to just, you know, parlay that into this Hadzovic fight. Tamir Hadzovic's takedown defense is garbage. Garbage. Uh, They call him the Bosnian bomber. Sure. sure. Not sure. You know, who other than uh, Polo Reyes, he's bombed. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you look at all his wins in the UFC, everybody's gone. Yancy Medeiros is gone. Polo Reyes is gone. Nick Hine, Marcin Held. Uh, none of these guys are around anymore, you know. So, as soon as he fights somebody decent, Tusimov gets smoked. Alain Patrick, easy decision loss. Yagos, same what, same thing. Uh, Moicano smoked him. I don't think DeCasey's that good, but... Uh, I think he's a step up from Yancey Medeiros and Polo Reyes, you know? Yeah. Uh, we saw what he did to Borshev. I was kind of surprised by that, honestly. I thought Borshev was going to have more for him in the wrestling. He got dominated. Uh, yeah, give me, give me Mark De Casey here.
0: Do you like Inside the Distance, or are you a uh, decision here? I, I like him decision. There's a lot of decisions I like on this, yeah. but
1: that makes me so worried that I have to, like, watch 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, decision you know, is the working favorite here. That's what card. I bet
1: too. So if I turn around and the fight's just over, I'm gonna be pissed. So
0: it's even, or it's even either way. Plus one thirty, plus one thirty for decision or distance. So you're probably right. I would probably just bet the decision, yeah, and and go do something else and hope that it goes my way. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, Set a fifteen minute timer. Yeah. Just
0: absolutely agonizing. Nathaniel Wood getting in there against Charles Boston Strong Rosa. Another speak wide. Yeah. Another unbettable line. Plus five (laughs) hundred, plus four ten on six fifty on Bovada. Yeah, crazy. What are we doing here? At at minus seven, minus six seventy five, minus six hundred, minus five ninety on Fanduel. Uh, Plus four ten on Fanduel as well uh, for Charles Rosa. I'm going Nathaniel Wood here, uh, but you guys are going to have to bet a prop in order to make some money here.
1: (laughs) I guess. I mean, you know. I think he has Charles Rosa covered everywhere. Listen, Charles Rosa will fight every, anybody anywhere, but I just don't know. Um, I think Woods going up though, right? So I guess that'll be something to watch. Uh, maybe a decision here. I, I don't know. I don't know if I you know Nathaniel Woods is decent, but you know John Castaneda that was that was a decision. Casey Kenny fight went the distance, so um,
0: yeah, I like a decision
1: here. Charles Rose's last couple fights, I think. Honestly, most of his fights go to the distance. Um, so I think that would probably be it. Maybe I mean, it's just the over, just the over. Maybe, yeah,
0: man. Maybe, maybe just get me away from these.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this is this is my uh, my spot of the night right here. Really? Yeah.
0: Let's go to it then, dude. Let's, Mister Finland. the greatest tapology picture that ever exists, Juan <laughs> Maquan Amirkani fighting your boy. This is your boy, JSP Jonathan Pierce, one of the greatest mixed martial artists to ever come out of Tennessee. Getting in there, and he is a favorite, I believe. Minus 190, minus 200 to Maquan Amirkani's plus 160. What say you on your play of the night?
1: So this line opened up at I think uh, Pierce was like minus two fifty or minus like two eighty, and I, I wish I wish I hammered uh, Amir Khani at like plus two hundred, but I didn't. It's coming down. I I think honestly by tomorrow it's going to be to be to be even closer. I don't see how Pierce is the heavy favorite here. Sure, if you believe in his uh, parking lot jujitsu is what I call it. Sure, um, but he was in there last fight against a guy who was smaller and Christian Rodriguez. And he he was almost out of there in the first round. He was he was in that um, I don't know what he had him in. Was it uh was it a rear naked choke? I think he had him in. A, no, no, I think it was in the anaconda. He was in the anaconda deep. He had his neck. He the thing with JSP is he he leaves his neck out there all the time, like no matter what. And he trusts his jiu-jitsu, which is fine. He's he's, he's got very good jiu-jitsu. I mean, he's 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 a pretty good fighter. He's won three in a row you know albeit not great competition but the thing about Amir Khan is his his choke man it just it, it's inevitable <clears throat> he does like a flying knee into a greco-roman takedown uh, into a body lock which is nobody can escape and then he gets him he, he finds their neck and he puts him in an anaconda it happens every time it happened in a minute to Mike Grundy it happened quick to Danny Henry it happened to Chris Fishgold it happens to everybody It happened on the regional scene a bunch of times the Amir Khanda is inevitable. Give me Machwan Amir Khani via Amir Khanda. Take it to the bank, plus 350 sub.
0: Wow. Yeah, I don't like this fight at all. Uh, I don't want to bet this fight. Let me just say that. I don't like the way OSP or J, OSP, JSP looked in that Christian Rodriguez fight. Although Christian Rodriguez is making his debut, he looked great, uh, especially in the grappling department. And JSP was able to just kind of grapple his way out of those situations. You don't necessarily believe he's going to be able to do that, especially against someone with more experience like Amir Khani. Amir Khani's been in there against a lot of guys in the UFC. He's been big card. He won that
1: first round against Leroy Murphy.
0: Yep. Give give me Amir Cony, I'll ride with you. I, I'll, I, but I'll probably play inside the distance because I'm a pussy.
1: No, you gotta do sub. Come on, dude, you gotta do. Got to do it. Plus three fifty. I'm gonna play. I, can't in, take, I actually can't take, talk you out of it.
0: I'm gonna play inside the distance. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't
1: talk you. You've been right more often than I have. In I, this I just in hate it. I'll, I'll, t-
0: I'll pay the extra, the, the, the little bit extra. You know, take some juice off of it if I can give say, safely sit there and watch and just hope for the ref to step in. That's all. That's all I care about when I watch these fights. Step in, ref. Step in. Step on in. So next is Muhammad Mukaya Mohamed... I have an AK-47 Mukayev who's fighting Charles Johnson, who they were beefing back and forth this past week on the internet, which is always a great place for people to beef nowadays. Uh, You're talking about the former LFA champion, I believe, at 125? Yes, sir. Energy? Mm Mm-hmm. That's a really weird
1: champion. He's got the crazy, crazy hair. Yes. Haircuts.
0: Uh, Mukayev is the guy who is Dagestani, who moved to Manchester, England, I believe. Go who, United, baby. Uh, had like 30, or uh, I'm sorry, 22 amateur fights. And then... Yeah, if you want to call him that. Yeah, whatever you want to call them. And now he is in the professional ranks, and he smoked Cody Durden. Who uh, we on this podcast haven't exactly spoken highly of? Who just smoked JP uh, Bays? Don't call me Cheyenne. So, Mikhaev is who I'm picking here, but I don't know uh, inside the distance.
1: This is a very very wide line, dude. Oh, um, the
0: whole car- plus one hundred for inside <laughs> the distance. That's probably what I'll play.
1: I like. So I went back and watched a couple of Charles Johnson fights. I kind of like him. Uh, he's like a Walmart Bobby Green, honestly. Um, his fight with Carlos Moda at LFA 122 was fucking bonkers. They were just going at it the whole time. Um, he gets his kicks caught a lot. I think I, I think McKay probably you know hits him with a bunch of straight rights. Probably you know catches him a lot. Uh, he if he wants to do that flying knee, he could probably do that again. Uh, Charles Johnson dips his head under. A lot, he kind of just flails it out to get out of the way. Um, susceptible to getting caught with a kick or a knee. But I kind of like this dude. I think, honestly, you know, Mikhaev is very cocky. Uh, we saw him at the weigh-ins, you know, very, uh, very, uh, I, could, I could see him just getting in his own head. He's only 21. He thinks he's like, you know, his his ego is pretty crazy. I think he needs, he's going to get a reality check. I don't think he's as good as he thinks he is. Um. I don't. I just. I don't know. I get, this is kind of like the Patty Pimblet thing. I don't think Charles Johnson's necessarily the guy to get yeah, it done. I, I could, could see it though. I mean, he's got cardio. He went five rounds strong with Carlos Mota, who was you know okay, but he just went. It's the fact that he went five rounds strong, um, pushing insane in insane pace. And you know, Makayev doesn't have many fights. He's only he's very young. He's very explosive. I could see him you know try to throw some flying stuff, or maybe if Johnson survives around that. He guesses out, and you know, listen, big underdogs or big favorites lose. There's going to be one of these big favorites yeah, who lose. You know, that's that, what we're saying. Some, so uh, I could I could see it being Makayev because he's got all the hype. You know, he it's not like Nathaniel Woods out here. You know, being number one prospect in in Manchester or London. That's Makayev, man. He's the 21 year old. He's the one who's undefeated. He's the one who is minus five fifty. Who's getting all the hype from everybody? Uh, and Charles Johnson's kind of a vet, so. Just for that, just for there's there's a lot of superlatives in this fight that make me want to stay away. Um, I w- i'm I, if I if I had a pick, I would pick Makayev, yeah, by submission. I think he, you know, I think his wrestling is, is next level. I think his grappling is next level. Charles Johnson's grappling isn't isn't the best. I mean, you know, we saw him go against Brandon Royval in, in, uh, a couple of years ago, and he got you know crap a But that happens to everybody who fights Royval. Um, so yeah, give me give me Makai of submission. I don't, I could see it being decision. I don't know. He's 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 very young. I don't know if he is uh his IQ is high enough to you know get him that that finish, but we'll see.
0: I'm counting on his uh, twenty three or twenty two uh, amateur wins to layups. carry carry me to victory here. Uh, he's been in, he's been in there a little bit. So layups. Here's our next one: Jai Herbert and Kyle Nelson. Kyle. Don't call me the monster, Nelson. This is a disgusting fight. I cannot it's believe like- Jai <laughs> Herbert is minus two sixty against him. But Jai Herbert is the one who almost, uh, uh, almost got Elliot Tapori out of there. Then, Ili- yeah. then Elliot Tepori got him out of there. So, uh, I don't. Know. I mean, how long ago was that? that As the last time they were in England, right? Yeah, March nineteenth. It is now July. He's had four months off since he's been sent to the Shadow Realm. Kyle Nelson is a guy who I just don't... He's had
1: a little bit more time off since the Shadow Realm incident.
0: Yeah, he's been at 20... Yeah, September of 2020. Had the win against Polo Reyes. I mean, who (laughs) has
1: Listen, we've been talking a lot about Polo Reyes this episode. Not a good thing.
0: Not a good thing, dude. His last loss is in Lux Fight League 18, where he got (laughs) guillotined by Fernando Martinez. So, good luck with that. I am going Jai (laughs) Herbert reluctantly. And... I, I think mean, he gets it inside the distance.
1: I mean, if these two came out here and just started blowing on each other, Someone's one of them would down. fall. Yeah, one of them. So, like, that would be a, you know. I, if you've never seen Jai Herbert fight Reese McKee on the regional scene, you got to go watch it. You got to see the black country banger get absolutely put to sleep by a Jap. It's fucking insane. He just body just got it's like his soul just leaves his body. It was <laughs> insane. Nah, I can't really um, imagine, dude. And a couple months ago, you know, Ilya Taporia put him the fuck out with it. Just, I mean, Ilya Taporia looked like he was kind of scared after what he did. Um and that, dude's, that dude's an absolute sick individual. So you know, Kyle Nelson, if it <laughs> if there's anybody else but him, I think I'd uh uh, maybe I'd fade Jai Herbert. I, I cannot bet Jai Herbert at that line, you know, but I think Jai Herbert gets him out of there. I just just can't bet it. I just can't do it.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't like this at all, but inside the distance, minus 120 is probably what I would do and, and would have to parlay it with one of these other uh, early fights because I just, this is kind of disgusting. Uh, Mandy Bohm, 120 against Victoria Leonardo. I was told before the podcast you have a play on here that you like.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I am. I'm going heavy on Victoria Leonardo here. I don't say that often. Okay, there's not many times in my life. I, I listen. I pro, look. Look at her topology picture. That's enough for me to fade her every time I see her in a fight. She is from Pomona, New Jersey, which I'm not sure exists. Uh, but she's oh, yeah, fighting gosh. out of Shreveport, Louisiana. So I'm thinking that's very mm-hmm. low IQ. You wow,
0: always people- say that, dude. <laughs> Shout-out to Matt Schnell.
1: Shout-out to the Shreveport Schnell. Shout-out to the Shreveport fighters with low IQ, a.k.a. all of them. Um,
0: <laughs> got a wrong person last time out there.
1: <laughs> We've seen Victoria Leonardo in there against some pretty decent fighters. I mean, Melissa Gatto's good. Menon Furo's good. Aaron Blanchfield, Miranda Maverick, they're good fighters. She's just gotten smoked every time she stepped up. She fought uh, Maverick once in Invicta, armbar, quick. Then she fought her uh, Invicta, I guess, an exhibition. She lost, and she fought Aaron Blanchfield, and Invicta got head-kicked. Firo smoked her standing knockout, but at least she went two rounds with her. Almost went two full rounds. Melissa Gatto uh, broke her arm. She got her arm broke at the end of the second round. So listen, she's, she's pretty tough. She's not very good, but she's very tough. She has a, she, she a ground-and-pound win on the contender series. I mean, that has to count for, like, something, Mandy Baum Boom Bomb Mandy the Monster Boom, Baum, Alec Bohm's cousin, is a fraud. She's seven and one. She got knocked down twice by Ariane Lipsky. Two times. <laughs> Two times Ariane Lipsky threw something and she fell. Twice. She got outstruck like 112 to like forty. Cooked. Absolute you can't bet her. You can't bet her. Other than that, man, her wins were obviously just all padded bums. I mean, I can only imagine the the women she fought in Germany. She fought somebody in, some some chick, some German chick in Bellator that they found literally selling sausages at the local convention. Um, Come on, she's not. This is not a legit. This is not a serious person. I mean, she is not serious. Inside the distance? Uh, no. Don't listen. Don't don't talk to me about any of that. All right. Mandy bomb somehow is minus one twenty. Leonardo is even money on this other other website. I have Victoria Leonardo is a slight favorite. So give me Victoria Victoria Leonardo money line. Take it to the bank. This is a huge bet.
0: Give me Fury inside the distance plus four hundred. Wow, that's a less than a unit play for sure.
1: I didn't even know that was her nickname, so... Yeah, I just um, saw it. <laughs> just saw it. Ch- uh, I'm just going to assume that Chelsea Hackett, whoever that is, the hammer, um, she's only 22. She's I not false she has- <laughs> <laughs> It's not good. She, she looks like she might have an OnlyFans. So, I, but I, I would assume that she's better than... Let's see this chick's name. Greet Ekalt. Whose nickname is Pain Apple? <laughs> wow!
0: At least Greet got it back in there pretty recently in 2021 with a win over Good Luck. Over who? Nadia Akrigan <laughs> van der Voel.
1: Nadia Nadiate Akahari Vanderwall. Jesus. Um, she's fighting out of Holland, which, as, as you know, is not a place anymore. So. That makes me think she's not real. Greets Give me Leonardo cal-
0: inside the distance, not real. dude. Give me Leonardo inside the distance. Let's go. We're in front of fans. Don't forget. There's going to be a knockout early on. Don't forget. Yeah. Cash out. Don't forget. Nicholas Dalby and Claudio Silva. Danish Dynamite getting back in there at minus 230 against Claudio Silva, who is coming off it's of a – like 50 a- years old. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, that's who. Come on.
0: <laughs> He is 40 years old, right? He's coming off a loss to Court McGee. Yeah. So he's I mean, fighting at 170. A loss to Court
1: McGee is one way to put it. He got shelled by Court McGee. And somehow a judge gave him the th- a round. Um, James Krause. And he lost though. James. Yeah, he hasn't won since Cole Williams. What's Cole Williams up to these days? Uh, I believe he's a scout for Publix. I think he's looking for managers to come join his Cole staff. Cole
0: Williams uh, actually is, yeah, he's still recovering from his arm <laughs> triangle choke loss to Jason Witt in 2020. Jason
1: Quit. Um, yeah. Funny enough, Claudio Silva beat Nordin Taleb and Leon Edwards one time. Once upon a time. But after he fought, Leon Edwards took four years off. I think he was suspended, yeah? Why
0: are you um, asking me?
1: <laughs> I was – I don't know. I, I figured I figured maybe you knew. Um, I would assume he was suspended. He's Brazilian. Uh, no, I'm kidding. No, he, he was legit suspended. And then he came back and he – didn't look as good. Wow, who would have thought? Um, Nicholas Dalby is a very interesting character, uh, one way to put it. He went on that huge, huge win streak, just putting out some of the greatest fighters we've seen. Um, but he also had a, a nice losing streak, too. Uh, God damn Give me uh, Nicholas Dalby. He should keep this standing, and he should probably be better there. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, give me Nicholas Dalby. Inside, I mean list. he's a big favorite, you know, yeah. which is
1: hilarious. But yeah.
0: He's gonna start early, he's gonna get us going. He's gonna win us some plus one sixty five to start the night off, and then gonna get us is gonna going go to go, into, inside yeah. <laughs> go inside the distance, and then this guy's gonna go inside the distance, and then this guy's gonna go inside the like yeah, no. I I, I get what <laughs> We're I'm trying to I get what I'm willing in here. But uh there's just literally unless you don't want to bet, like Leonardo's more like a plus one. You can bet that, but are you gonna really t- sit here and tell me minus two thirty is something? You're gonna bet, and you're gonna sit here and trust Claudio Silva to go fifteen minutes? <laughs> look me in my eyes. When th- you see me out in the streets this weekend, look, come in, come up to me, and look me in my fucking eyes and tell me that, all right? Because I want to see if you're a fraud or not. How about that?
1: <laughs> you heard it. You heard it, folks. So think, there you go. If you think if you think that, you better look him in his face. Those are you. Look, your, look, look in the me
0: ball. in my fucking eyes, dude. So look it, his eyes if in you balls. see me out. Don't actually talk to me. I'm just kidding. Uh That is the UFC London this weekend. I there has been some fights made. Uh I do you want to get into that or you want to do you want yeah, to uh, I mean we have Peter Yan is fighting Sean O'Malley in October yep. in Abu Dhabi. It looks like he's going to be a big favorite as he should be.
1: Yeah. That's I mean listen, that that card as we uh know of it right now is absolutely loaded. Uh, we know it's not going to stay together. That's fine. But if we can just hold together the main core, which it looks like they have their main card, like completely done. Yep. Like we have what? Oliver Makachev, yep. Shaw, Sterling, yep. Br- Brady Muhammad, Yano Malley, Darius Gamrot. That's insane. And then they also have Marina Rodriguez and Amanda Oh uh, Yeah, yep. we'll just toss that in the prelims. Lucas Almeida, Zubara Tukagov. We'll just toss that in the prelims. I believe
0: Zubara has uh, pulled out.
1: Oh, my God, already? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he got, as soon as he heard, he's like, I'm out. I'm
1: out. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm I'm good. I just, I just I'm want good. to watch the fight. But um, I'll be there, and I'll watch it, but I'm not fighting. Uh-huh. Sterling
0: and Dillashaw was supposed to be in September, but something else happened
1: where they Yeah, were, what happened? Uh,
0: Chemaev and Nate Diaz was made, and they made that the main event, so instead of... Moving stuff around and having that be a co-main with a five-rounder, they just decided to move. I'm sure those guys didn't mind moving a month back. Yeah, Moved it back to Abu Dhabi in October and in Las Vegas in September. It'll be Hamza Chamaya versus Nate Diaz. Um, we have a funeral. Yeah, I mean, good. thank you for coming, Nate. I appreciate you, brother. You had a good run in the UFC. Uh, I will be nothing less than shocked if he if he makes it out of this uh, more than two, two rounds. Uh, I, this is just a horrible, horrible, horrible matchup. I can't believe they're doing this.
1: I can because he's he's asking to fight Francis Ngannou. So they say, you know, we're just going to give you this guy. He's, he's on his way out. He's been on his way out for a while. I see a lot of people saying, you know, there's value there. Is there? Where? Where the fuck is there value on Nate Diaz? What does he do? How does he win? Does he get uh, Chemaev tired? I'm not sure if that's even a possibility, one. And two, I'm not sure how he would do that. Uh, he's not going to be able to eat nukes from Chemayev. He's probably going to get wrestle-fucked. I mean, he could try to throw up some submissions, but um, I don't think he's going to have much success. He's just out outgunned.
0: Yeah, every, he's outgunned in almost every department. Uh, uh, yeah, I, And he I, has I, one
1: I, foot out the door. Like that's <laughs> That's enough.
0: Yeah, th- this is about the lock of the century. I don't know. You probably can't get any props or anything. But as soon as you get it, ladies and gentlemen, not, it's uh, inside the distance. It's probably going to be like minus 300 or 400, though. So it's... Yeah, it, it, That That's it. I mean, maybe if Round you think one's he one, going to be tough, like minus 200. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... This is just a bad... This is bad matchmaking. But the UFC doesn't usually do stuff like this. But they are at the point where Nate... I, I love when you ask Dana about it. And Dana's like, this guy wants to fight... Fucking Francis and Ghana. he's like, how can I have a serious conversation with a human being like this? It's it's like, I, insane. He's like, he just tells me, and I just go, okay. Like, he, like he's so sick of just listening to this guy, so he's gonna send him out the pastor. He's gonna send him out the door with a religious ass beating. See ya um, from the wolf. I'll
1: and, tell you what, I won't miss him. I know I'm in the minority here. I, I,
0: I, I listen. I like, I like when there's guys like Nate who like when they fight it's like a cool, it's a cool thing like I'm excited about it cuz it's like he does he does come to fight. I mean that that Leon Edwards fight was kind of boring, but the lead up and then like the he always has some exciting moments and he'll take an ass beating but he won't get finished and if he gets the right opponent, it's like it's it could be fireworks. I don't know. Like I I don't ever he's more of like entertainment as opposed to like I don't view him like oh like elite UFC competition, you know, if that makes sense. He shouldn't be fighting at 70. He's, he's not big enough or strong enough to be with those guys, and I understand cutting weight and all that is a little more difficult for a guy who's advanced in age and, and probably doesn't, uh, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I just never took him that seriously, and that sounds fucked up, but, like, I, I just view him more as entertainment, kind of just fun. I don't I don't get upset like about them. I I don't know if I'm going to be sad to see them go but I do, like even the O'Malley's of the world. I know they're not the necessarily best fighters in, in the UFC, but I view that like they're entertaining, they're exciting. They I know what they bring when they get in the octagon. Some guys they just kind of show up and, and it's just all about getting the W and, and laying on a guy. You know, like there's just different like these guys provide that little bit of excitement and entertainment factor that I don't want everyone to have, but I do appreciate the guys who do have it.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking cooked. He's going to He's gonna enter what land? What land is it?
0: Shout out to the land of wind and ghost. Uh, I, I don't yeah. know if he's actually going to uh, go there, though.
1: I think he will. I think he's going to go there, and he's going to have a good time. And then he's going to fight Jake Paul, and he's going to go there again. So that's what we got going on.
0: I, I I don't know how Jake Paul beat me.
1: <laughs> he gets smoked by Jake Paul in a boxing match. Let's just say that.
0: Let's just do it. That's it. I can't wait for that. That's next. That'll, that'll probably be happening by December. Yeah. <laughs> probably. It'll probably be the end of the year, Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul, as long as as long as long they don't have to stretch your Jay- Nate Diaz out of there.
1: Yeah, which they might. So they might. We'll see.
0: But uh, do you have anything else you want to get uh, off? Uh, Ryan Garcia won this past weekend. Who cares?
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, he looked a lot better. Uh, he was jabbing. But uh, the guy he he fought, he, the guy that just showed up for a paycheck. It was very clear, um, which was kind of a joke. So he Listen, he's calling everybody out at 135, and then he's telling them I'm not fighting you unless we're at fighting at 140. So it's kind of like, what you know, what are you talking about? How are you going to call everybody out and then say, well, they're scared to fight me? No shit. You're not – you're in a different weight division. Like that's like saying, "Hey, you you come to you come fight me." And it's like, "All right, where do you want to fight at? Well, you come to drive to my state." It's like, "What?"
0: Yeah, like fuck you dude, I'm not going there. Yeah, suck a dick,
1: you know? Um Yeah, I you know, he looked better. He looked good. He did some things that he doesn't do that much. He's quick. But um I don't take him serious. He's very dumb.
0: Yeah. Jake Paul fight coming up soon.
1: Or, yeah, or I I, like- I just I just have a feeling that this dude's taking a dive or something. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it.
0: I like. I see him at plus one hundred and eighty.
1: Me too, but I'm. I don't know. That's ugly. It's gross. I feel gross touching that fight. no uh,
0: yeah. Well, well, don't worry. By the time August 7 rolls around, I'll have my hands all over that fight, dude. Let me just say that. <laughs> uh, but that'll be then. Uh, you know, September they got uh, Triple G and Canelo doing going at yeah. it again. Errol Spence and Terence Crawford are gonna be fighting at some point.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping that's for October and November. Uh, Crawford said it's. It's you know it's. Let's. Everybody's pretty much uh, saying it's on the two yard line. So you know, I, it then, says on here September 23rd, reference.
0: but that that's just the uh, the odds website. That could that that doesn't yeah. really mean much. But there you go. That has been the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. Hot take, hot box. Matt McSweeney, Ty Capone. Uh We will be back again next week. We'll talk again about the UFC London. We will talk about everything that you people out there love to talk about. What is the? Do we have a card next week?
1: Yeah, we have. I think it's um, it's two seventy seven. Oh, right, is it a right, week right. Off?
0: Yeah, no, no, no. You're right. It is, is two seventy seven. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, not, not. You know, early. Uh, it's early not a good pay per view card. Yeah, uh, the prelims are rough. I mean, there's a guy on there. There's he's three zero, and he's fighting Dante Mays.
0: This is actually a disgusting. Excuse for a, a uh,
1: okay. Hey, actually, we have a guy named. So, listen, this is what this prelims consist of: Blood Diamond, Adam Fugget, fuck it, let's just bet on Fugget, and some guy Hamby Abdul Wahab who is three zero. Mister Nick. jacked. I was the hammer.
0: Mister Nick's getting in there. Blood Diamond's getting in there. Mister Nick's on there. Yeah.
1: Oh my. Oh, Ihor Potierra.
0: Drew Dover's getting in there. Seth is gross. getting in there. Alex this Marano's getting pay-per-view. in there. <laughs> Uh, but hey,
1: maybe Mana Nunes loses, and if she loses, oh man, what a great day that would be!
0: Yeah, that's true. I rewatched that. I can't believe the way she quit, man. That that was kind of it's kind of disgusting when I watched it back. She she just she wanted out of there immediately as soon as this stuff did not start to go her way. Once she got taken down, she was just like, "Here,"
1: which is what she used to do. Pulled so. the
0: Connor and said, "Here's my neck."
1: Yeah, I have it. Uh, yeah, quarter. so
0: we'll we'll save our breakdowns for that for next week. Twitter. Uh, Shoulder, Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. Juliana Pena, Amanda Nunez, UFC 277 next week. We will treat it like a big event, although it is not. Uh, anything else on the way out?
1: Juan Soto, future Dodger. Mark it down. Of course, here we go.
0: All right. Take care, everyone.